G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, Is It Relevant Today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as being allowed to go outside without a reason? We're living in strange times. In fact, if you look at many of the media outlets today, the word that we keep coming across again and again is the word unprecedented. We're living in unprecedented times. I was speaking to a couple of friends last week, from a distance that is, and I said to them, if I was to tell you five or six months ago that in half a year's time you're going to be stuck in your home and you're not going to have any toilet paper and you're going to go to the store to buy some but there won't be any there, you'd have thought, Marius has lost his mind. I think back to six months ago in October. We were just finishing an evangelistic series at Maryborough Church. If someone would have told me at the time, you're going to go to Coles in six months' time and you're going to want to buy some flour and there's not going to be any there. And you're going to go to look for a can of baked beans and you're going to have to hunt around to various stores and you'll only find one if you're lucky. I would have thought, you're a nutter, right? You're one of those crazy conspiracy theorists. This can't happen. What's worse, if someone would have told me that in six months' time, a quarter of Australians will be unemployed, I would have thought, nah, that just can't happen. But here we are. And as such, I have many people asking me, is this the end? We'll explore an answer to this question just after these songs. Know you are near. 
troubled times See when I win I can see when I lose my step And I fall down again I can see cause you pick me up See cause you're there Is it relevant today? You're listening to Marius Jigao, and we're exploring the strange events around us and answering the question I'm often asked Is this the end? As Christians, we are, or at least should be, awaiting the return of Jesus. And we believe that this is happening soon. So, is this the crisis that will lead to those events? The answer to that is I'm not exactly sure. Many of us are familiar with the way the Bible describes that the world will look like when the end times begin. And if we look at the way the world is now, it's exactly as the Bible foretold. If you're unfamiliar with these events, go to our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today and click on When Will Jesus Return? The way that the world looks now is exactly the way the Bible describes the world will look like when the end events will happen. But will this crisis that we're experiencing now lead into end-world events? The answer to that is, I'm not exactly sure. I see how this crisis could lead into end-world events. I also see how this may not lead into end-world events. Only time will tell. But the Bible also describes what the church will look like just before Jesus' return. We find this in the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapters 2 and 3, John describes seven churches, and most scholars agree that the last of these churches, the church of Laodicea, is a description of what the church just before the end time will look like. The Bible speaks about two aspects of Laodicea. One of these relates to the way the city got its water supply. The Laodiceans had two aqueducts. One of these was drawn from a hot springs about 9.5 kilometers away. And by the time the water got to Laodicea, it was lukewarm and nasty. 
The other thing the Bible speaks about is the wealth of this community. It was an extremely wealthy city. In fact, in AD 60, there was a major earthquake which destroyed much of the city. Rome wrote to them and offered to give them aid to help them in this crisis, much like what Scotty is doing now to Australia. Laodicea wrote back and said, We don't need your money. We're going to pay to rebuild our own city, thank you very much. That's just how wealthy they were. However, there are two specific things that the church at the end of time is warned about. We'll find out what these are just after these songs. faithfulness 
thy faithfulness Morning by morning new mercies I see And all I have needed thy hands have provided Great is thy faithfulness Lord unto Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. Today we're looking at the events around us and asking, is this the end? We've so far discovered that the condition of the world that the Bible describes will be at the time of the end is exactly how the world looks right now. We've also discovered that this crisis may or may not lead into end world events. We're now looking at how the Bible describes the church to be at the time of the end. John writes in Revelation chapter 3, 15 to 17, relating to the church of Laodicea. He writes, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy and have need of nothing. But you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. John focuses on two things. The first of these is that you are neither cold nor hot. He describes them as lukewarm. Now, what does it mean to be hot or cold? Well, to be hot would mean that the church would be on fire for God continuously involved in outreach and doing everything they can to win souls for the kingdom of God. To be cold would mean not to care. I have a friend who doesn't really care about God. In fact, sometimes I think he hates God. He refers to me as a God-botherer. I visit him every time I go to Queensland as we're really good friends. But I would describe him as someone who is cold. He doesn't care about God. The problem with the church at the end is that they are lukewarm. They're not on fire for God, but they're also not 
cold and totally don't care about God. They are somewhere in between. And what God says is that he would rather them be like my friend. He would rather have them be cold and not interested in him at all, rather than be in this situation where they're lukewarm. The problem with being lukewarm is that you don't realize you have a problem. You think that everything is okay, when in fact there is a serious problem. One of the issues that arises with lukewarmness is that one has many excuses. They don't realize they have a problem and say things like, oh yeah, things aren't that bad. They compare themselves to other people and they're like, yeah, well, compared to them, I'm doing pretty well. The Bible says this is a serious issue to be concerned about. The second thing that John speaks about is found in verse 17, where it says, But you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. Another problem of the end time church is that they think they don't need anything. They're wealthy in the knowledge of the truth. I would describe us as being in an age where anyone can be wealthy in the knowledge of Scripture. The issue that's described here in Revelation is a similar issue to the one the Pharisees had in Jesus' day. They knew everything, but weren't actually putting it into practice in their lives. And simply because they knew the things, they thought that that knowledge was enough. This is another problem that the end time church has. I remember before I gave my life to God, I had a very good understanding of Scripture. I was grown up with this stuff. I used to listen to religious presentations and used to think, oh yeah, this point makes sense, Uh, this one could have done a little better. But while scrutinizing the things that I heard, I completely missed out on the application in my life. This is one of the problems of the end time church. We know everything, just like the Pharisees but we pick and choose the bits we want to follow. Yes, the Bible tells us to forgive, but did you see what that person did to me? Oh yes, the Bible tells us not to steal. I can't believe that some people miss this. Oh yes, I know the Bible tells me that I should love and respect my spouse, but you don't know the things that I have to live through. Oh yes, the Bible tells us that we should help those in need. Oh, I can't believe that some Christians don't do that. And in this way, we're a little hot and a little cold, and together we are lukewarm, and the world sits and looks at us and thinks, what hypocrites? Wouldn't it be better if we were cold like my friend, who at least doesn't pretend to follow God? I recently started rereading the book that brought me back to Christ. This book is called Falling in Love with Jesus by Herb Larson. I highly recommend it to anyone. In this book, Herb Larson gives an analogy about the condition of the church and he likens it to someone suffering from hypothermia. After this song, we'll examine this analogy. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood In the prayer. 
you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's power in the blood. 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 Is it relevant today? You're listening to Marius Jigao and we're just about to examine hypothermia and how it relates to the condition of the end time church. Hypothermia is when the body temperature drops beneath 35 degrees Celsius. It is a fatal condition, but there are many warning signs to hypothermia. The first of these is that your digits, your extremities like your fingers and toes start to ache because of the cold. You feel a severe pain in your digits and this should be a warning sign to the brain that hey, I'm in a scenario where I need to get out of here. I need to do something about this. We sometimes blow into our hands or maybe put them under our armpits to help them warm up in this scenario. However, if we don't do much else about it, the cold actually makes the pain receptors not transmit the signals back to the brain properly. And after a while, our digits will go numb. But there are other warning signs. After our digits have gone numb, our hands and our arms and legs will then begin to be in pain. This is another warning to the brain. 
Hey, you are in a critical situation. You need to do something about this. Put some clothes on. Burn a roll of toilet paper. Do something to heat up. But again, if this warning is unheeded, these will also go numb. The second last stage of hypothermia is the body begins to go into uncontrollable shivering. You see, the body tries to expend energy by contracting the muscles really fast and causing heat as a byproduct, as you would when you were running. And in this way, it tries to warm up your core. This uncontrollable shivering is another warning sign that the body tries to give the brain to tell it, you need to desperately do something about this right now, otherwise you may die. However, if this warning sign is also unheeded, just before one dies from hypothermia, something very strange happens. The brain kind of gives up. And during this last phase, you start thinking irrationally. You start thinking that everything is okay. In fact, when they found the corpses of people who have died from hypothermia, they often find things that are very unusual. They found that people take their gloves off. They find things like people having taken their hats off and sometimes even their coats. It's because the brain has stopped realizing that there's a problem and thinks that everything is okay just before it dies. In a similar way, those of us who are prone to Laodicean tendencies experience numerous warning signs. God speaks to us through our conscience and lets us know that we are walking away from Him and following a path that will lead to death. For example, when one disrespects their spouse or raises their voice at them or talks down to them, the Holy Spirit speaks to them through their conscience and lets them know that this is inappropriate behavior for a Christian and that it will lead to death. However, just like hypothermia, when one doesn't heed the warnings, the conscience also becomes numb, so that in time, instead of hearing this voice, people make excuses why it's acceptable to behave in this way, even though deep down they know this is not the way a Christian should behave. However, the problem that the end-time church faces is that they don't realize they have a problem. You see, they're lukewarm. They think they're wealthy. We have everything we need. So what can you do when you don't know you have a problem. Because if you don't know you have a problem, well, you're not going to do something about it because there's no problem. How can we find out if we actually have this problem? We'll find out just after this song. Thou art 
Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. Today we've been looking at the strange times we're living in and the condition of God's church in these frightful times. We've discovered that the Bible describes the church at this time to be lukewarm, to not be totally disinterested in God, but also not on fire for Him. 
It also says that God would prefer that we were cold to being lukewarm. We also discovered that the problem with this condition is that one is unaware of being in it. So we asked, how can I be aware of something that I'm unaware of? We're going to have a look at three quick ways that you can evaluate your life and see whether you're having this problem or not. The first thing to do is to look. Look at your devotional life and ask yourself, am I spending daily meaningful time with God? Or is this something that through time has become less and less important? If you're not spending daily time with God, you're unable to have a relationship with Him. Just like if I wasn't spending daily time with my wife, I wouldn't be able to have a relationship with her. The second way is to pray. Pray and ask God if there are things in your life that you need to address. If there are aspects of your life that are not going the way He would have it go. And the third one is a little difficult, but nevertheless it's extremely effective. Ask. Ask your spouse. Am I having a loving relationship with God? Am I on fire for God or am I lukewarm? Am I deceiving myself in my relationship with God? You will find that most likely your spouse will know better than you how your relationship with God is. We are living in unprecedented times. We are living in strange times. We are living in a crisis that may lead into end world events. And even if it doesn't, we know that Jesus is coming soon. The problem is that the church at this time is prone to being like the church in Laodicea. And the serious problem that comes attached to that is that we don't know we have a problem. I want to encourage you during this crisis, don't stay at home and do nothing. Yes, stay at home. We don't want to spread this disease. But don't do nothing. I want to encourage you to evaluate yourself. Look into how you're standing with God. The world is going through spiritual hypothermia. It's trembling violently. Much of the world has passed that state and they aren't even aware that they have a problem. Where are you standing? Are you 100% committed to God or are you saying, yes, I'm hot about this issue, but uh, these things don't matter so much? I want to invite you to make a decision today. Invite God in your heart. Ask Him to prepare you for His soon return. Do what it takes. Look at your devotional life. Pray and ask God about it. And do the difficult one. Ask your spouse, how am I going? Do what needs to be done as Jesus is coming soon. Prepare your heart that when He returns, you may be able to say, Here is our Lord. We have awaited Him. If you want to make this decision today, why don't you pray with me? Lord, I want to know if I am in a truly committed relationship with you. Please reveal this to me. And if I'm not, show me just how to develop a vibrant relationship with you. Amen. We thank you for listening today. And don't forget to visit our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today? where we have video presentations on many topics including the one we've just been talking about called Don't Stay at Home and Do Nothing. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Jigau. God bless, and I hope you have a magnificent day.
Mercy me when 
mercy me Have mercy on me Have mercy on me, Lord You are God and I am not I'm nothing without you And your incredible mercy Desperately Than I need the air I breathe Father, fill the air with mercy Just when I feel I can't go on About to sink beneath the sea Just when I think the end has come You go and mercy me listening to is it relevant today if you have any questions or comments please leave them on our facebook page is it relevant today but for now thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you next week i love to tell the story twill be my theme in glory to tell the old old story Of Jesus and His love